it is certainly a blessing to be here this morning. I'm excited. Are you excited? Yeah. We, had one, we had one clapper and about... <laughs> Good morning, Orchardville Church. All right. All right. Not sure if it was sincere, but I'll take it. If you would, turn with me to uh, Exodus chapter 19, please. The title of this morning's sermon is uh, Guard Your Mountain, and this, isn't a, uh, this is not a lesson on the stand your ground law or any such thing, uh, but you'll, you'll see once we get there. Let's go ahead and we'll read that uh, from verse 9 to verse 13. And the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I am coming to you in a thick cloud that the people may hear when I speak with you and may also believe you forever. And when Moses told the words of the people to the Lord, the Lord said to Moses, Go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow and let them wash their garments and be ready for the third day. For on the third day, the Lord will come down to Mount Sinai and in the sight of the people and you will set limits for the people all around saying, Take care not to go up to the mountain or touch the edge of it. Whoever touches the mountain shall be put to death. No hand shall touch him, but he shall be stoned or shot. Whether beast or man, he shall not live. When the trumpet sounds a long blast, they shall come up to the mountain. Let's pray this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, Lord, I'm asking for you to give me the words, Lord, Lord, for it to be your message, not mine, not anything that I prepared, Lord, but that you would through me, communicate to, to the hearts of each and every person in this room this morning, Lord, that we'd be focused, that we'd be attentive, Lord, and we would hear the message that you would have intended for us this morning. We love you, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so, so in, in reading this, this passage of scriptures, I'm reading through there, and, and, and God's kind of talking to Moses, I'm going to meet with you up on this mountain, Okay, and, and it's just going to be you and I. You're going to go up there. We're going to talk. We're going to have this conversation. I'm going to come to you, and I'm going to be in a thick cloud. Oh, and, and by the way, Moses, I want you to set a kind of a boundary around the mountain. And if anyone, and, and I mean anyone, if anyone even so much as touches the mountain, I want you to get them. And, and don't touch them. Don't, don't touch that, don't touch that un, unholy person now at this point. But, but they're to be killed. They're to be stoned to death and, or, or shot through with an arrow. And some of you are like, I'm waiting for him to joke. I see a few smirks or like he's going to say something. I see you. <laughs> I read that and I think, man, that sounds incredibly harsh. You can't even touch the mountain that God is speaking to Moses on. And I read that and I think, you know what? I think that says something. I think that speaks to an effect of how important God thinks meeting with, each, with you is. When, when you have your quiet time with God, when, when you're reading, when you're, when you're praying, when you're, when you're really having your time with God, I think this verse really speaks to the effect of how important God sees that. No distractions. No distractions, Moses. I don't want you being distracted by people trying to climb up. I don't want you being distracted by people trying to, trying to get up there and, and, and talk to you, trying to ask you questions or anything. No distractions. And I think we can all agree today that we live in a life, we live in a time where we are constantly distracted. Yes? We agree? If you're distracted sometimes, turn to your neighbor and say, I'm distracted sometimes. Just admit it. I'm distracted sometimes. 
what, what, I, what I'm afraid of is, is as a society or as a generation, we look, at, we look at spending time in the scripture, we look at time that we spend trying to get together with God as something plain and ordinary. You know, it's just another thing that we, that we put a check marks next to. Okay, I'm, I'm done with that. Now I'm going to go do the dishes or now I'm going to go on and work on this. I'll take out the trash. And it's just, it's just another chore. And that is so unfortunate. You know, we, we have a lot of, um, there's a lot of devices nowadays you can get the Bible on. And that's great. That is great. We're, you know, the word of God is getting out. Everybody can, can have an opportunity to look at the Bible anytime they want to. But I, I often, I, I fall into the trap of if I'm reading the Bible on my phone, if I have my phone out and I'm looking at it and, and reading, oh, there, someone just liked my post on Facebook. Someone just uh, started following me on Twitter or on Instagram. Oh, I get so distracted. And maybe this is, uh, maybe it's just me. Maybe I have like ADD or something. It's undiagnosed or self-diagnosed, one or the other. But I worry that sometimes I don't, appreciate the time I have with God as much as I should. I mean, God's telling Moses, this is so important that you and I are going to meet. We're going to talk together. Don't let anything get between us at this moment. So here, set up these rules, set up these boundaries, guard your mountain. Reading the Bible, yes, you should set a pattern for it, but I don't think it should be anything that becomes automatic. And by automatic, I mean you just do it, Get it done, and it's over with. There's a lot of things our bodies do that are automatic. I'm going to mention a few of them, and when I mention them, they're not going to be automatic for a few more minutes. Okay? So now, some of you, most of you in this room have not thought of your pinky toe since we came in. But now that I mention it, some of you are even wiggling your pinky toe, saying, you know, it's a little uncomfortable in my shoe that I wore. Ladies, it's probably you. You wore the shoes a little bit too tight. You need to go size up or half size up. (laughs) Breathing is another one. Everyone in this room, start breathing manually right now. No more automatic. See, you're doing it. <laughs> and if you, when you're out in the hallway, when, when we dismiss, go up to someone and say, hey, I want you to start walking manually. And they will do it. They'll, they'll change the way they walk. Blinking, even the way you hold your mouth, it's automatic. But now that I mention it, you're kind of like, uh. And we have a tendency for, for, for our time with God for it to be just, just so quickly dismissed and, and passed by that we never really glean a whole lot from it. We don't get a whole lot from it because we're not putting a whole lot in it. We're not putting enough time in it. We're not putting enough energy. We're not putting enough faith or focus into it. I got to get up. The alarm just went off. I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to read my Bible or, oh, it's 1030. I, I got to get up for work tomorrow, but I, I need to... Read my Bible a little bit. And I want us to understand this this morning. If you get nothing out of this, here it is. The ability to meet with God is nothing short of amazing and a miracle. Nothing short of a miracle. We read about Moses. We read about Elijah. We read about Paul and how great these guys are. And, and some of us, and, and Christians, and I'm, I'm guilty of this as well, saying, oh, these guys are so incredible. They did so many great things in the Bible. I can't wait to meet them. But when I really take a second and I think about it, I get to talk every single day with the reason why these guys are amazing. I can sit down and have a time with God, the same God that separated the Red Sea 
The same God that brought fire down. The same God that took a persecutor of the church and turned him into the, arguably the greatest missionary ever. I get to sit down and I get to have time with the one who did that to them. You and I get to meet. We have that opportunity. We can meet with the one who made these men amazing, who made some of these women in the Bible amazing. Talking with the God of our universe should be anything but boring, but sometimes, sometimes, and let's admit it, sometimes it becomes boring. It becomes repetition. It becomes just reading another book, just taking it off the shelf, getting, it, getting the dust off. Some of us are a little guilty of, uh, and I've been there before, uh, you know, I speak from, from experience, of leaving our Bible in the car. Yeah, some of us know we're, we're guilty of that. You know, Sunday's over, right over there, passenger seat. It'll be there next Sunday. That way I don't lose it, right? Yeah? Spending time together is a beautiful thing. Amen? Turn to your neighbor and say, spending time together is a beautiful thing. So you get you to remember it. I get you to say it. You'll remember it a little bit better. Now here's a question. How well would your, would your marriages work if you, let's say, only send each other a text message like once or twice a month? And there's, there's probably a few, a few guys in here that are dating right now that are like, oh, it requires a little more than that, yeah. So if you, if you, want, if you want the relationship to go anywhere, you're gonna, have to, you're gonna have to talk a little bit more. You're gonna have to invest a little bit more, spend a little more time, do a little bit more. I see Carissa back there smiling. Tyler, you been? More than, more than two text messages a month, man. You got it. You got this, you got this. If you only talk twice a month, how far is your relationship gonna go? And if it's only brief things, yep, God, um, Thank you for another day of being alive. Thank you for um, sunshine, birds. Yeah, it's awesome. But I'm talking about really having a conversation. God, here's the things that here's the things I'm dealing with. Here's the struggles. Here's here's the pains I'm I'm feeling right now, Lord. Here's here's my weaknesses and here's where I've messed up. Here it is, God. Here's my imperfections. I found the days I feel closest to God are the days that I start off my mornings with God. And I just, I kind of have a, a mini handing over of my day to God. And I say, look, God, here, here's my day. Before I even get off the bed, here's my day for you. Now I want to live for you. I want to do the things that you want me to do today and let, let the words that come out of my mouth be wholesome and be true and be from you. God tells Moses, this is in verse 9, if we want to jump back there real quick. Lord said to Moses, behold, I'm coming to you in a thick cloud, and the people may hear when I speak with you, and they may also believe in you forever. God tells Moses, after you climb this mountain and we talk, and we have the conversation, Moses, after you and I talk with one another, it's not just going to affect you. That's the beautiful thing with God is you can affect people around you by how close you are. It might not be what they're doing, but what you're doing is more widespread. God told him, because you're talking with me, because we're going to have this conversation, because we're going to have this meeting time, people around you are going to believe in you. They're going to believe in you because you've talked with me, because you have that on you. The weight of your words are connected directly with your relationships. 
And this works both ways. You can have good relationships or you can have bad relationships. And and the weight of your words is tied directly to both of those things. You have a relationship with God. You can speak the words that God will give you. Now, if I spend time with, if I have a guy that spends time with mechanics, I'm going to take his advice on mechanic work. I have some people that are, uh, that are pharmacists, so I'm going to listen to them when they're saying, here, you can give your child this medicine. George Thomason, he has, he has so many connections on so many different things. He has like a food guy. He has a window guy. He has a door guy. Don't you, George? You have all these many different connections. You, you take their word on it. He's been dealing with that. What about you being a God guy? What about you being a God lady? They spend time with God. I can listen to them. They have that conversation with God each and every day. And it's it's a real conversation. See, when you have that, God empowers you. He gives you that ability. You You can speak life to someone else that might otherwise never hear anything because God is is constantly pouring into you. And because God is constantly pouring into you, you're overflowing. And where that overflowing is going is into your other conversations, is going into your other dealings throughout the week, throughout your day. Conversations spill over into other conversations. I'm going to give you an example of this. And my wife and my wife and Olivia, I'll say the two ladies in my house, they, um, you know, ladies like to talk, right? Come on. I know more of you. I see you out there in the coffee shop, ladies. Ladies like to talk, correct? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Molly will get off the, phone, off the phone sometimes, and I'll say, oh, who was that? She'll say, oh, that was my sister, Lindsay. And it's okay if we just leave it at that. That's fine. Your sister, Lindsay, is my sister-in-law. Um, but sometimes I'm given more of what that conversation was like, and there's nothing wrong with that, because I get her back on the same thing. She'll ask me something about Star Wars, something about video games, and I'm just like, let me tell you why the Ewoks were a mistake in Return of the Jedi, why they shouldn't have done that. And we go down that, we go down that path. <laughs> Olivia is the same way. She's, she's picked this up as well. She'll get back from, uh, from preschool, and I'll say, well, how, was, how was preschool, honey? It was good. Me and Reese, we played out there. We picked up acorns, and then she tells me who's best friends with who. She's four years old. Tells me who's best friends with who and who she played with and how many acorns they picked up because there's an acorn tree over there next to it, and they, you know, Lord knows we find them in our dryer after we do laundry. <laughs> and, it's, and it's the same thing. It's the same thing with you and I. If you're having a lot of conversations throughout your week, they're going to spill over into other conversations. If you're spending a lot of time with God and you're having a, a big conversation with him, throughout your day, it's going to spill over. You can't contain it. Protect your mountain. Meet on it. I know we have busy schedules. I have busy schedules. And you say, wait, well, hold on a minute. Your, your title out there in the hallway says youth pastor. You have a busy schedule and you have a hard time meeting with God? Absolutely. And it's just as much work for me as it is for for many of you. You say, well, that's your job. It can get away from you. 
it can get away from you so easy. There's been so many times where, where I'll be planning for, you know, I'll be working on some camp stuff or I'll be working on, on some youth activity stuff and, and, you know, trying to make sure everything's planned out and all the schedules made and everything. And, and I've unfortunately let that, that time that I should have been spending with God easily slip by because it's so easy to let that slip by and to lose that and to lose track of that. And I say, okay, we're good. We're ready. We got the event planned. We're going to be here. The kids are signing most of their waivers. Right, Joy? Getting most of them signed because she's on me about that. Okay. And then I feel God kind of, kind of getting a hold of my heart and saying, you haven't, you haven't spent time, enough time with me today, Logan. How can you expect to pour into someone else if you're not even allowing me to pour into you? And when I think about that, I kind of think, what's the point in the activity if, we're, if I'm not doing this? If I'm not allowing God to pour into me so that I can pour into others? Having that conversation is important, which is why the last point here is guard your mountain. Protect your mountain. Luke chapter 10, you don't have to go there with me. It's the, uh, it's the story of Mary and Martha at their home. Mary and Martha, and some of you are very, very familiar with this story. Some of you might not know, but um, Jesus comes. He comes for a visit. Mary and Martha, while Jesus is teaching, Mary is there at his feet, and she's listening. She's just, she's just soaking up everything that Jesus is saying, and Martha is in the back. It says that she's making all these preparations. She's getting things ready, and I know, it doesn't say it in the Bible, but I know in my heart that Martha probably said something like, well, I wish you would have told me we were having company, so I got picked up the house. I know she had to have said that. And Martha gets to the point where she's so, she's so flustered. She's trying to get all these things ready. I'm sure she's like popping some snacks in the oven, picking up the house. She goes to Jesus and said, I would love to listen to you, but Mary's not helping me. And Jesus gives her some correction. It's uh, verse, or chapter 10, verse 41. Just for any of you that are wanting to look at it. But the Lord answered her and said, Martha, Martha, you're anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. And Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. And that, that is so true. There's, there's always going to be, there's always going to be sink, or a sink full of dishes. That's just how it is. I don't care how many dishes you do. There's always going to be some more dishes in the sink. There's always going to be more chores that need to be done. There's always going to be uh, another, another thing going on with the school. There's always going to be another thing on your calendar. There's always going to be some reason to miss out on that time on your mountain, that time that you're spending with God. There's always going to be a reason. Believe you me, you're never going to run out of excuses. There are always going to be some right there readily for you to use. But what's important is that you, you set aside those things and you say, you know what? I'm not going to have this time taken away from me. I'm not going to lose this. I'm not going to miss out on this. I'm going I'm to guard my mountain. I'm going to go up there and I'm going to meet with God. And there's no one, Wayne County, ain't no one going to distract me from doing this. Ain't no one, ain't nothing on my schedule going to bump into this and going to take it away from me. I'll kill them if they do. Let me urge you this morning, protect your mountain, protect your time with God. 
Let God spill from you to other people. And the only way that can happen is if you're really spending time, real time. I mean, don't, don't, this is God we're talking about. We're not going to pencil him in for two minutes. Uh, I can fit you there between 8.58 and 9 o'clock, and that'll be it for us today. This is God. I know it's so easy to do. Let him have that time. Give him the priority. Give him the time. Climb your mountain. Meet with him. And, and I, I know in, in my, my own life, I, I need to protect my mountain. I need to protect my meetings with God, my times that I, that I spend together with God. And I can get so distracted and I can get, I can get so taken away with all the busyness of life. And, and maybe there's some of you today that, that you need to rebuild the barriers. We need to rebuild the barriers on our mountain and say, you know what? I'm going to start keeping things out of there because life can get too busy, but I'm not going to let anything get there. I'm not going to let anything distract me from, from spending time with God. I'm going to protect my mountain. I'm going to guard my mountain. I'm going to keep out the busyness of life in order to hear God speaking, in order to hear where it is that God would have me, what God would have me doing without distraction. When we speak, those around us will believe because God has poured into us, because God has invested in us. They'll believe when we speak. Fathers, dads, they'll believe when we speak. Because they know that we've been up on the mountain. They know that God has spoken to us. And this is still, I'm, I'm, a, young, I'm a young father and I'm still learning. My, my children are young. But I'm understanding a little bit more each day. The time I spend with God, the, the, the amount of energy I put into my relationship with God directly influences my children. The amount of time I spend with God directly influences those around me. It influences my family. It affects my marriage. I'm the youth pastor. It affects my youth ministry. And it's the same thing with you. Dads, I really want to really hammer this home with you, and I'm not, I'm not trying to pick on you or anything like that, but, but you carry the voice of authority in your house. You're the leader. You're in charge. Spend that time, invest that time. Guard your mountain, say, I don't care what's going on this week. I'm going to spend time with God. You're going to spend time with God. You need it. And we get so caught up in the busyness of everything. We have our kids, we, they have to go there, they have to go there, they have this after school, they have this fundraiser they have to go to, they have tutoring this time, this time. Man, when did they take the corner office? When do they take the office with a nice view in the house? It's time we reclaim some of that. Men, it's time we reclaim some of that. Ladies, it's time we reclaim some of that. And say, I'm going to guard the mountain. I'm going to guard our time with God because it's precious. Because essentially nothing else really matters in comparison. God didn't say, hey Moses, when it's convenient for you, I'm going to come down to the mountain. But let me know what works out best for you because I don't want to mess up your schedule or anything like that. No. He said, I'm going to come down in a thick cloud on the third day, so you better be there. Make sure that mountain's guarded and we're going to talk. And when we talk, it's going to do great things. 
It's going to set the tone for the rest of your day. It's going to set the tone for your people. Moms and dads, grandmas, grandpas, it's going to set the tone for your families. Teens, it's going to set the tone for your friendships. Do not forsake that meeting. Do not walk away from it. When we speak, those around us will believe. Fathers will believe. Husbands. Teens, they'll believe when we speak. So your challenge this week is have a deep, meaningful conversation with God. Nothing flighty, nothing, you know, I got two minutes and then we got to get taken off. I'm talking about etching out that time and saying, you know what, we're going to spend time with God. I'm going to do it individually. We're going to do it as a family. And I'm going to protect that fiercely. American Idol can wait. We got the DVR. It'll hold. The voice, I don't know what you watch. I don't know what your preference is. It'll hold. That is our time. That is our mountain. We're going to protect it. We're going to watch out for it. Let's, uh, let's all stand. Go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, Lord, we want to draw close to you, Lord, and it's so easy to be distracted. It's so easy to, to get caught up in the busyness of life and to get pulled away. And God, we, we ask that you would, Lord, that you would be patient with us, first of all, where we fail you, Lord. Be patient with me in my life where, where, where I mess up and, Lord, where I fail you, Lord. And, Lord, help us to draw near to you. Help us to, to perpetually remember, I need to meet with you. Help us to, to understand that craving, that desire of our spirit, that I need to meet with God. Help us to have that conversation with you. And Lord, I pray for, for each and every person in this room this morning, Lord, that, that you would have your hand on them, Lord, that they would, they would be drawing closer to you each and every day, Lord, that their, their relationship with you would be stronger and stronger and stronger. And Lord, that if there's someone in here this morning that, that has never, never been saved, Lord, they never accepted you as their Savior, that they would do that this morning, Lord, that they would start that conversation, that that would happen. Lord, we love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.